Charlie McAvoy scored again and again. And we're back. Uh, he has a... two he has goals in two straight games. Is he what is he gonna win the rocket? <laughs> he's challenging Pasternak for a goal. Yeah, Pasternak. Uh, I say as he scored like Yeah. No. It's okay. Bradley's stupid. <laughs> Sometimes. Um <laughs> Okay. Okay. Alright. Um we last recorded literally a week ago, um, and since then, Bruins actually won every single game, even though they played Detroit. That was a surprising win. Uh, yeah, first competitor. Yeah, and granted, we are recording about an hour after Tyler Toffoli was just traded to Vancouver, and uh, yeah, that's that. we'll talk about that later, but I guess we can just jump right in and start yes. with the game against Montreal. <laughs> um I think I think the big most important thing from that game Posternock. Yeah. His hat trick. Cause of course he did. Um and you remember Gallagher? Yes, how could I forget him? Well, yeah, because with cause with him there's there's kind of the thing that happened with Chara that everyone on the face of the earth was mad about. Yep. You wanna wanna explain that one? Okay, I'm try- honestly I'm trying to remember myself. I know that it was like a, there's a face off. There's the cross shot. And they start kind of pushing around and Chara, what I think unintentionally, but he still does, he gets him in the throat, chin with a cross check. Um, not a good play. Definitely no. a penalty, which was called. Maybe you could say it could be a game. Maybe it could be more than $5,000 to a guy who's making... What is he making now? I forget. Four? I don't know. Two? I don't know. But... Um... People were saying that Chara got away with it. I mean, you can say he got away... With it in the sense that he didn't get suspended, but to say he actually got away with it is a lie, considering I'm looking at the penalties, and it literally says that Aino Chara cross-checking against Brendan Gallagher. <laughs> but, you know, Bruins get all the calls. Oh, yeah, of course they do. Wow. Um, Not only did Pasta get a hat trick, his face-off percentage was 100. <laughs> Pasta knocked took a... F- okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyways, you, yeah, no. You asked about his his um like Chara's Captain. salary. Yeah. Uh, he makes three point seven five mil. Gotcha. Uh, his his career earnings is uh, ninety seven million. Yeah, you know maybe five thousand. You know maybe is be I, the cap, but I think that's written in the rule book though, because I think that was the maximum allowable yeah, under the, the CBA or whatever. Yeah, that shouldn't be the maximum though. I think it should no, but... go based off of salary. Because I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That that's 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 too confusing for us to figure out. Yeah, and also because then that could mean like some guy making six hundred thousand dollars who got called up could like cross check someone in the face and get fined like five dollars for going by percentages, and like that's tough though. But I do think maybe he could have gotten a game, and it would have been against Detroit. So it's like okay, fine, <laughs> give him one game, but. He didn't get a game, and the Bruins get away with everything. Rangers game. Yeah, yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly how it works. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you look at the uh, ratio on the Chara fine tweet, it's uh, 3.2k likes, 1.2k replies. <laughs> so, don't think uh, Leafs fans are too happy about that. And no, it was not the same as Kadri. That. That was the dumbest comparison I had ever yeah. seen. Kadri, repeat offender, targets players' head constantly. I think he has like the most headshot suspensions ever. Um, and it's literally like 
you can see the intent of Kadri. He knew what he was doing. Where with yeah. Chara, you can at least have the, I don't want to say excuse, but have the idea of, hey, he didn't mean that. That was by accident. But Kadri literally stared DeBrusque down, gated. Yeah, after DeBrusque hit Marlowe, and then yep. Kadri just went right into him. I, I just pulled it up to rewatch it. And yeah. it is not the same at all. No. I yeah, the, yeah, Kadri just stares hit, right at him. Boom. You can't hit Marlowe like that. He's a respected veteran. Okay, who cares? <laughs> he fucking hit him. Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I hated that. I... Yes, penalty, obviously. Didn't seem intentional. I don't think Chara wanted to hurt him at all. He's not a, you know, bad person on the ice. Contrary to somehow popular belief when was the last time he was suspended wasn't it like 2005 and i think that was like the only time he was suspended i don't know i'll see if i can get that uh because i because i saw that uh if i can quickly pull it up while i'm trying to stall <laughs> i can't i can't find it i don't know I mean, granted, people pulled up the patch ready hit from 2011, but there was no suspension there. And that was an iffy one. <laughs> but. You know, uh, Chara and Bergeron, both very dirty individuals. Who should be suspended. I saw, yeah, I saw someone say Bergeron was dirty. I was like, no. Yeah, I saw stop. Pete Blackburn retweeted that. Yeah, no, that that was just the weirdest thing to me, because no, <laughs> it's it's like some things you can kind of argue, but that wasn't like anywhere close to being accurate, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know, people don't people don't think that's not a requirement. <laughs> oh God, no, not online. Um, but other than and of course that all happening that was like the only important thing really from that game yeah, from what I remember it was only um, a week ago and I'm like drawing blanks all I know is the pasta hat trick and the Gallagher stuff oh um what about um Marshand and Petrie oh getting destroyed by Marshall yeah I don't know how the Bruins got Got the shorthanded situation out of that. It should have been just both aside. Oh, oh, the, yeah. Um, you see, because that happened because the refs they they always favor Boston, didn't you? Yeah, know? yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> I mean, Marshan should be able to take nasty slashes like that to the leg. There's no problem with that. Because Marshan used to no. headshot people. Yeah, exactly. Everyone Martian was Perfect. a dirty player. Ah. Yeah, I remember. Good Just old days. Bad days because really glad they're gone. They're good days yeah. because Marsh because the Bruins won a cup in 2011. They haven't wait. They haven't won ah, a cup since Martian changed his game. Does he need to start headshotting people? Oh, stop! Change my mind. <laughs> All right, so I'm now going to be changing the name of this to Line Changes with Alex and Joe, because apparently it was Joe Haggerty. Um, oh, yep, the Bruins need to trade for Milan Lucic. Alright, I'm... He's really about to... Oh. Uh, he really said disconnect. Yeah. Um, Tragic. Alright, that's basically what we can go through. Okay, one um, more thing. Carey Price. Oh. He played well. 34 saves on 37 shots. Poor guy. He deserves a real team. Get him out of Montreal so I can actually go maybe like him for once. Rask for price? What? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Alright, well, let's move on. Detroit, I was at work and I did not get to watch this game. I only saw the McAvoy goal. So, I'm going to need you to well, talk about this one. Yeah. Started off... Um... Like any game against Detroit, rough. Um, as in, they're like horrible. Yeah. Um, what was that? Like three minutes in or something? I think. Yep, three twelve. Yeah. 
Um, ah, that was, yeah, no. Basically, I mean, the Bruins did kind of dominate that first period. I think they outshot them. It was 19 to 6 or something like that. Um, but 18 to 6. Obviously, okay. Obviously, three. Four. Okay. Bernier was a god for most. Bernier was a god all of the game, basically. But. These need to trade for Bernier again. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and then. I mean, after the second. Or after the first. I mean, it was, what, eight minutes into the second? And then finally. Bruins actually scored on Detroit, which was a miracle in itself. I was like, hold on. It's actually tied against Detroit. I think I'm dreaming. Charlie McAvoy scored. I'm definitely dreaming. <laughs> um, but that he did. That Bergeron goal was beautiful. A short hit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because it was Marshawn on like the against the boards, just with a perfect feed right out in front to uh, Bergeron, of course. Um, oh my god. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Pasta had back-to-back games with 100% face-offs. <laughs> For Pasternak, oh my god. <laughs> Dude, he might be a Selkie winner. Let's be I real here. I think we gotta put him at center instead of Bergeron. Marshawn, Pasternak, Bergeron. It's perfect. <laughs> hey, Bergeron's Bergeron played on the Richie's wing. wing. Oh my god. <laughs> then who do you bump up for the first line winger? Well, you see, there's a man playing in Providence right now. Everyone hates him for no reason. I can't tell if you're saying Bacchus or Richie. <laughs> no, no one hates Bacchus. Okay. Saying my man Brett Richie. Okay. So we'll do Marshawn, Posternock, Richie. Yep. DeBrusque, Krejci, Bergeron. Bergeron, yep. Um, no, I'm not okay. even going to bother. We don't. We That's don't fine. have time. We That's don't have fine. time. We don't have time to deny that. that. <laughs> All right, keep talking. Um, keep talking about the Red Wings and Bruins, because, like I said, I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, of course, McAvoy scored, uh, and then Bergeron the Bergeron Bergeron the penalty kill, great play with Marshawn. Say that enough. Um, and then what was it Coyle tipped. McAvoy shot, I believe. Um, honestly, it looked like McAvoy scored, but again, but he obviously didn't. But no, it was great. Um, and it was funny because off of the when Coyle scored, uh, I think it was Tyler Bertuzzi, mm-hmm. like was angry and he smashed his stick on the ice, and it broke in half, and then he tumbled over, and it was basically the Detroit Red. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, McAvoy scored, of course. Rask played great. And then come third, Marshall made the beautiful um, dangle two days in a row, or, well, two games in a row, um, against, who was it? Who did he dangle? I can't think of who it was. Athanasiu, maybe? Yeah. Um, And then fed it over to Pasternak. Pasternak. Now 42 goals in the season. It was just perfect. Um, something also of note after Marshawn's assist on that goal. Marshawn and McDavid are the only um, forwards with 50 assists in each of the last three seasons. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Brad Marshawn did indeed find his hands. Biggest thrill. Um, I think other than that, there wasn't there wasn't much of note in that game. Like Bruins pretty much dominated, kind of kind of like the Rangers game too. That was next day. Um, Bruins played well. Granted, they had trouble scoring on Bernier for a while, um, but with goals from McAvoy, Pasternak, Bergeron, Coyle, everything was good. Rask, I think it was twenty five saves, still elite, still first in the NHL in save percentage and goals against average, I believe. Yes, he is. He has a 931 <laughs> save percentage. Kind of okay. Fesna. Um, I think... Oh, 
the other thing of note, of course, Rask still hasn't lost at home in regulation. It's been 20 games. What happened? Let's not talk about the last time. Oh, um, what? <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, um, Come on, Alex. What the, happened? The other, no. Alex. The, the other funny thing was... Alex. <laughs> yep. What happened on June 12, 2019? Matt Grizzlick scored a goal. He did. He did. All right, back yep. to what you were going to say. <laughs> That's all we need to know. Um, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing was, I think it was Marshawn and Robbie Fabry were kind of like tangled up, and Marshawn was just going to the bench, and he just bought <laughs> Robbie Fabry with him onto the bench. Because, um, of course, it's Marshawn. And then Surprise the other thing. Saying, suspend him. I saw yeah. uh, angry tweets that it should be interference. <laughs> I mean... It's not that deep, dog. No. It's not like Fabry tried to resist much, either. No, he's the like, okay, one... fine, I'm brewing now. <laughs> the one thing of note that we could bring up from that game... Or, well, no, from that day. Vander Kane. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um... Do you want to, like, you can pull it up, of course. Um... Let me pull it up. I don't know. I don't really have much to say after it. I mean, right? No, because he was. Yeah, he was right. Although it was ironic, clearly deserved that suspension. Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'm not too sure what he did. I know it was a headshot. I think I saw it. It was an elbow to the head. I believe. uh, Yeah, it's a good suspension. But after his suspension, he took to Twitter to say the following. Let me uh, get my reading voice ready. The fact that the NHL Department of Player Safety, headed by George Peros, continues to pick and choose who and what they suspend is ridiculous. There have been countless incidents of the same nature through this season and past seasons that have gone unsuspended or fined. No one person can tell you what is or what isn't a suspension in today's game. It's a complete guess. There is a major lack of uh, consistency with NHL Department of Player Safety. A completely flawed system, he put flawed in all caps, system in so many ways. From the suspensions to appeal rights, it's baffling to me how we as players agreed to this. You can't continue to give some players a pass and throw the book at others. There has to be an outside third party making these decisions to remove the bias that transpires in this department headed by George Peros. None of it makes any sense. That went on to get 20,000 likes and 3.9 retweets. And it was completely right. Although it was ironic. I do think it's um, a little bit of um, bad timing to tweet that when it's just his suspension, though. Yeah. But, I Mm -hmm. mean, I guess if he thinks he's wrong, then he's wrong. But, I mean, that's fine. His suspension was deserved. Yeah. Like, no doubt about that. I... It would have been nice for him to say that, because, yeah, I, I see what you mean, like, the timing of that, it's like, he got suspended, and then, oh my god, the system's so flawed. Yeah, I mean... He's right, the system is flawed, it's not good at all, right. but... Maybe... Because a little it's bit all like over a... the place. Well, I do agree, the hit that I threw was unacceptable, but no, it's... This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah basically. Um... Yeah, I really don't have much to say about that because it is <laughs> he's right, but you know, partial responsibility, you know, on the player actually doing the act that gets looked at by player safety to, you know, not elbow someone in the head. Although granted if you're Lawson Krauss, you can get away with it, but <sighs> Lawson Krauss didn't do anything wrong. All he did was hit a Bruin in the head. Come on. Oh right. Sorry, that's acceptable. Unless you're Nelson Kadri. Oh, because he's a uh, leaf man. Yep, yep, that's the reason. Uh, I guess I guess the only other thing of note, uh, Bruce Cassidy got his 200th, 200th win as an NHL coach Go. in that game. Uh, and uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, we don't need to get into the Paul Bissonnette and Daniel Carcillo yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't want to touch that. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> um. Think that's really 
it for the Detroit game. It's it's not like there were many you know standout things other than of course the goal, and we already we already went through them. So I guess we can move on to the Rangers game that was well yesterday for us as we're recording. We're recording Monday the seventeenth of February. Yep. Um, and so you watched this game, I believe. I missed yeah, the first period, so I didn't actually see the McAvoy goal. I although I granted, it wasn't a McAvoy goal at the time. But I don't. I still don't understand um, what, what. What was the first period like? Um, I'm trying to. If like, if you can remember so, yesterday. <laughs> so like, I don't remember. Just what happened in the first period of yesterday's game? Not much, right? I know the goal at the end, but. <laughs> <laughs> is it, Ryan is the equivalent got of his rushing penalty against Brad Marshall. Oh, right. Where he tried to run at Martian when Martian pulled up, and then they both kind of. Martian kind of like tickled his neck. It was weird. <laughs> Lindgren like punched him in the face and stuff, and Lindgren got the only penalty, and there's more. Uh, Bruin Bias, blah, blah. But. Yeah. Yeah, nothing really happened. I don't think it was too notable of a period until. I mean, honestly. Somehow, like just in general, I don't think there was that. much of note from this game, anyways. <laughs> it was a Bruins Rangers game. It was a Rangers game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Charlie Coyle, that was gorgeous. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, sorry, Pasternak didn't take any face-offs this game. I, know, I, I had, had to look at that. that. That's the most important part. Gonna go for the three peat, and I'm very disappointed. They should trade him. Yeah. <laughs> Trade Bosnock? Question mark. Yeah, because his stocky performance is now dipping. Oh yeah, got it. I think you mean his Patrice Bergeron Trophy performance is dipping. Yeah. Anyway, first period McAvoy scored, and then the other Charlie scored. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh yeah, the shorthanded goal. He was what in on a breakaway. Mm-hmm. He like I really, right. Um, cause he, cause he went on the breakaway. I think he kind of faked. I honestly don't remember all the moves. Okay. Well, discord decided to stop working and functioning. So... After a brief interruption, we're back, and don't worry, we haven't forgotten Charlie Coyle. Very good. Oh yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad that the Bruins have him signed for six years. Yeah. But... Um. Ryan Donato in a fifth. Yeah, I mean, listen, Ryan Donato, like he's he's still a good player. He's been scratched, like healthy scratched a few times this season for Minnesota. Um, I know he's had some like decent stretches but he has 18 points in 52 games granted yes he's 23 but the bruins needed coil now and they have him now and they'll have him for the next six years after this one perfect especially when you're looking at i hate to say it bergeron krejci getting older you need someone more to rely on coil studnika coming up beecher people like that whereas donato I mean, he was playing, what, like, wing with DeBrusque and Krejci, so it wasn't really... Third line, too. Aaron. Yeah. He was all over the place. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so glad we have Charlie Coyle. Because, yes, currently, it's not like he puts up a bunch of points, which isn't really his job. He's, like, a yep. third-line center. But, you know, he's, he's a three... The way I've been thinking of him is he's a 2C slash 3C. Because mm-hmm. the lines, like DeBrusque, Krejci, Kuhlman, and Bjork, Coyle, Heinen, basically, from what I've seen, have been getting played basically the same amount. Granted, you know, um, yeah, they've basically been playing the same amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Coyle's not putting up, you know, it's not like he's closer to a point per game. Granted, Krejci isn't too, but Coyle, I believe, it's 33 points through 60 games, which, I mean, I'll take. That'll end up being likely, what, 20 goal, 40, 50 point season. That's pretty solid, especially when you consider the wingers have been rotating constantly with both the second and third line. 
because uh, the only consistent one has been Debrusque and Krejci for the last three years, or two years. But <laughs> yeah, he's on pace yeah. for 45 points, and the Bruins have been missing that productive third line center. You know, Riley Nash yeah. was okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, Riley Nash was good, and then he went and signed to Columbus, and he was bad. <laughs> um, yep. So, what was it? I want. I'll quickly see. Yeah, Riley. Yeah, that's what I thought. Riley Nash in his last season with the Bruins had 41 points. So, but uh, I can tell you that Charlie Coyle is definitely better than Riley Nash. Whoa, um, that's a bold take. Oh, I know. I know. Sorry, that was. Yeah. We okay, we really say all the hottest takes on here. But no, it's Charlie Coyle's good. He's because yes, he doesn't put all up put up all the points, but he's he's aggressive certainly on You're the not puck. Not there to put a hundred points up. No, that's Marshawn Pasternak. Um, yeah, he's great defensively. His puck protection skills are like Marshawn. He's great with that. He has hands. He's he's overall good, and that's exactly what they need, second or third line. Now. Guess I can say this. Something that has been floated is the Bruins getting Pajot and then moving Coyle to Krejci's wing, but that's all hypothetical at this point. I wouldn't be opposed to getting Pajot uh, from the Sens, of course, but that's uh, that's hypothetical. The point is, Charlie Coyle is good. He scored in this game. Really glad we have him. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, also from the Rangers game, Halak played pretty well. Yeah, he, they've been getting they've been getting great goaltending out of both of them, like both Locke and Tuka. Yeah, twenty five for twenty six, nine sixty two save percentage. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I mean Halak's like yeah Halak's jaw dropping save, but I can't think uh, of any. Just all really good positioning no. saves. Plus it's the Rangers, anyways. Yeah, Halak's last four games, uh, nine thirty one, nine sixty two, nine fifty five, nine sixty two save percentages. He has a 922 on the season. If I pull up Rask, it's probably going to look pretty similar. Um, Rask's... Okay, his last... Well, because I don't know where to cut this off. Because if we're going from December 29th, it's a 923, 939-943-946-974-shutout-935-895-966-962. And that is how you have the league's fast save percentage at 931. It's stupid. He's been so good. I at at the start of the year, I said. Discord died again. Don't know what happened. We lost connection. We were talking about Tuka Rask being elite. It's a day that ends in Y. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Bruins beat the Rangers. Like How about the trades? What's been happening, Alex? Um, yeah, I guess I can start. Uh, point we're recording. Yesterday, February 16th, the Tampa Bay Lightning acquired Blake Coleman from New Jersey for Nolan Foote and a first-round pick. Um, I think it was a good trade for both sides. I think both... I think New Jersey did kind of win it, but it's it's only slightly because Coleman's contract is so good because it it's is. what still this year and next year at like one point eight or something yeah, really 1. cheap. 8. Yeah, it's because he what he has twenty goals so far this season. Um, he also had twenty goals last season, uh, thirty one points. He's gonna be a solid like he's gonna fit well on Tampa, I think, and that and makes more... him even better. More than just the offensive stuff, his penalty killing, his defense. Oh, yeah. That's a part that people don't take into account. Like with the yeah, trade. and that's why it cost that's why it cost him Nolan Foot and a first. Yeah, and like you can say that maybe the Devils won the trade, but to say it's to one extreme, that isn't true. The the Devil, I mean the Devils, the Lightning are trying to win a cup. And, like, mm-hmm. if they have to overpay a little bit, then that's what teams do. And I don't even think it's that big of an overpayment. I mean, I guess we'll find out in five years if Nolan Foote's the best player in the world. But Yeah, but if they I win the cup, then it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. 
But I think it's a good trade for both teams. Both teams get what they need. And, I mean, like, I think that's all that can really be said on it. Yeah. I think... I mean, no, no. That's that's really it. When it was floated around that Coleman was going to be getting traded, I was like, Boston? Maybe? You you want to you wanna get him? Oh, I was hoping Donson but... would pull like a Charlie Coyle where out of nowhere just snaps it up and gets him. But Yeah, but... Nope. No, and... I don't know if... Would have depended on who they wanted as the prospect, really. Yeah. Because if they're like Oscar Steen a first, I think... Don Sweeney probably pulls the trigger on that. But of course, if they ask like Stanika back, Beecher, then no, you don't do that. Nope. But that's all hypothetical, of course. Yeah. And so we can move on and talk about what actually happened. Today, yeah. February 17th, the Vancouver Canucks acquired Tyler Toffoli from the LA Kings. For Tim Schaller, Bruins legend, um, Tyler Madden, and a 2020 second round pick, and then a conditional fourth or whatever. I did not see this coming in the slightest. No. That, yeah, literally came out of left field. I saw that notification. I was like, excuse me, Vancouver? I was expecting, I was expecting some team in the East, not necessarily the Bruins. I mean, I wanted to be the Bruins, especially with what Elliot Friedman saying that, you know, Sweeney had to fully what in his back pocket or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't know. I thought <sighs> Dmitry Filipovich he tweeted and I thought he put it best for for the Canucks. So the deal that the Canucks made is the type of trade you make when you're one player away from winning a Stanley Cup, not one player away from making the playoffs. Yeah. I definitely didn't think Vancouver would go that deep of a splash. No. And that's especially risky because now for... Because it was funny. They they acquired Foley, and then a few minutes later, the, uh, Jim Benning, the Canucks GM, released a statement saying, well, Michael Furland will miss the remainder of the season because of oh. concussion systems. And Brock Besser will be out and reevaluated in three weeks. That's... So they just went out, traded a first round pick in what's been like the most hyped draft since 05, I want to say. And, and I mean, Tyler Madden, he's been, he's had a, he had a great year at Northeastern. Um, and then, of course, the second, which, yeah, but still, they traded, like, hmm, I don't know. It's, they don't have a first. Yeah, Vancouver doesn't have a first or a second in this draft, from what I remember. Which, sure, I understand that currently the Canucks are, I believe, I think they're first in the Pacific. But that that division is. Oh no, they're third in the Pacific. Yeah, because they're one point back. But that close. that race is so close. Yeah. Because the the team out of the wild card is Nashville. They have 65 points. And then the wild card team is Arizona. Like the second wild card is Arizona, 68 points. So that's a three point gap. Vancouver is only four points ahead of Nashville. Granted, they're in the division spot because the NHL is stupid. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I just, I did not expect Vancouver to do that. Like of all the teams, they. I was thinking Colorado. Yeah. Pittsburgh, well, no, not Pittsburgh. I was thinking Washington, maybe. Honestly, I thought maybe Tampa would try to take a swing at it. I I also saw the idea floated for Calgary, which would make a lot of sense. I mean, they're also in the Pacific, but clearly LA doesn't have a problem with that. Although, granted, there's the whole Kachuk, um, Doughty stuff. Although, there's Kachuk stuff with every other team, so. Doughty for Kachuk. Oh, my God. Because I I really would have liked to see that fit on Calgary, because that could have really worked. Like you you got Goudreau, Monahan, Lindholm, and you can have Kachuk, Backlund, Toffoli, and then that bottom six they would have Mangiapane, like Sam Bennett, Dylan Dubé, 
Jankowski, Bruins legend Milan Lucic. Act, th- no, that's actual Bruins legend. Um, I don't know. Calgary would have been the fit that I would have liked to see. I mean, yeah. granted, would have preferred the Bruins, but that would have been probably the best in my eyes, at least. But Vancouver got him. I don't know how they're going to... If they miss the playoffs, that's going to be really funny. Because they don't, they don't have a pick. Oh, yeah. actually, no. No, no. Because the condition, the condition on their first that they traded is if they miss the playoffs, then they get this pick. But then they're trading the one next year. Because that was the JT Miller trade. Um, like but still. Picks could be missing the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point. But like, oh. It's crazy to see how close it is, though. Oh, yeah. In the Point Pacific, five. it's so dumb. But, I mean, that makes it fun. Um, yeah, fun. <laughs> fun when your team's not in it, I guess. You're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on? You want to move on to questions? Um. Well, yeah. The question. The questions are going to be. We'll 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 get through to all the other deadline stuff. So if I can scroll back. Yeah, we'll get into questions. Uh, let's start with, well, now this one's partly outdated because we asked, um, well, asked four hours ago for questions, of course. And um, so uh, Tom at Boston Fan Tom 26 he said, hypothetically speaking, if the Bruins do acquire Tyler Foley, what does that mean for Hyman, Cool Hyman, Heinen, Coolman? <laughs> do you see one of them getting moved? Yeah, glad the Bruins don't have Zach Hyman. Um, well, now at this point, no, I don't see any of them getting moves if, uh, for Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> um, although that same question... That, happen. that same question could be asked for Kreider. Yeah, good. Now, let's let's get into his second question, because it actually is a good thing. Um, does the Lausanne extension, which was I believe was two years after this one, 850k, great deal lazon has been solid um does the lazon extension mean that grizzly is gone uh, no not necessarily again you lagged i don't know what you said oh my god you're good though. You're good though. We're still live. We're still live. Okay. Okay. Um. No. So, the the question. So does does the Lawson extension mean Grizzlick is gone? What are your thoughts on that? No. Not necessarily. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think Grizzlick stays. Grizzlick's yeah. an RFA, anyways. Um, like at, find... at the end of this year, and then they have to re-sign him. Now, granted, of course, they can move him and whatever, but I don't see a way they trade Grizzlick. Granted, he might be one of the ones that where come Seattle's expansion draft at the end of next year, he might be gone. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think that it's that close. Yeah. Um, but also, they have Lausanne locked up for that, too, so... Who knows? Maybe they're they do one of those deals with Seattle, and they're like, "Don't take Matt Grizzlick or something like that." Deals although, although granted, at that point, they'd probably be, um, because it's what seven forwards and three defensemen that you can protect. I think. Yes. Or you just go like protect Tukarask too with the one goalie. <laughs> anyway. No, they won't protect Tuka. Because he'll be like thirty-five, or no, he'll be thirty-four. I don't know. Um, no, I because at that point they they probably protect what Krug, McAvoy, Carlo if Krug's still there. Hopefully, um, you just jinxed it. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. I think it also signing Lazon also gives obviously flexibility with him. It it has him signed now. That's one of the many RFAs out of the way. It's not like it was a massive deal that had to be done, but still he's been solid. He was solid last year. He was great that he's been great this year on uh, the bottom pair with Grizzlick. There's no issue with him. Um, he's definitely been better than more and he's only 22 still room to grow. So there's no, like, it's not a bad deal at all. It's, it's like an AHL type deal. 
I mean, granted, I can't it's find eight fifty. Two way deal or one. Um. I'm assuming it would be a two way. Yeah, at that age, I would think. I can see if I can get it. Jeremy Lazon. It just says two-year extension, He's so it might be exempt, one way. So yeah, I mean, I he might be waiver. He might be waiver exempt just now, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't. It's a standard contract. Let's just pretend it's a two-way deal. So, okay. you know, even if they need to send him down, he's not technically NHL-ready, although he's NHL-ready, let's be real. Um, yeah. So it's, it's that literally has, I don't think I had a completely separate thing. No. Grizzlick, they... They're both, okay. The way I see it, this year, because you don't know what's happening with Chara, you don't know what's happening with Krug, you, at this point, yeah, you don't know what Grizzlick's extension would look at look like. Although, granted, he's an RFA, so it's more likely than not that he's staying, of course. But this year, the way, assuming they don't pick up anyone, trade deadline, which I don't really think they need to at this point. They have options. They have like they have enough defensive depth. But the way I see it, it's probably going to end up being, what, Chara McAvoy, Krug Carlo, Grizzly Glazon. Or Grizz McAvoy, you know, move everything around like that if Chara's tired, whatever. But that's probably the six that I want to see. And then you can have more Clifton Camper on the outside. And wherever Kevin Miller is today. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I I I don't know. Definitely the two things aren't connected in any way. No, I don't I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no. No, I like the extension. I can say that. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Right. I don't... So, Logan at Logan underscore Cook two asked, "What would you give up for Chris Kreider?" I mean, it depends on how ballsy you want to be. Yeah. If you think Chris Kreider really puts you over the top, which I mean, we've seen countless times before that it's not the biggest name at the trade deadline who gets you over the hump, who gets you there. Depends on team fit, line fit, all that good stuff. Yeah, because Marcus, jo Marcus Johansson at the deadline, no one talked about. Yeah, no. it was. And then he was great. I had literally had not even thought about him at all, that entire trade deadline phase. And then I saw reports, I was like, huh, that's interesting. I didn't know what to think. Yeah. But I would... I don't know if I'd be willing to give up a Heinen or a Bjork in that. I know you probably have to if you're going to get Kreider, but why would you subtract from your roster just to add? I don't like that. But I know you're probably going to have to get it. I mean, if you give up like a Coolman, yeah, give up a Coolman. No offense. I know you're... No, I'd, I'd be fine. Okay, the issue too with Kreider, he's a left wing. I don't know if he fits on the right. I, granted, I don't watch every single Rangers game. Uh, let's see. At least I'm, I'm, I've heard a lot that he can play on the right side. Okay, I haven't seen anything about that. Okay, we're on opposite ends of this. Um, <laughs> let me let me see. I know the I NBC can... broadcast. They that's... they talked about it. Okay, then yeah. if he if he can play right wing, then sure. I know who he plays left with. Yeah. Um, the Rangers, because I think it's what Kreider, Zabinajad, Buchnevich. I think that's their first line. Yeah, something like that. Like Unless Panarin is with Zabin, I don't know. But okay, in an ideal world, you don't have to give up Hein and your Bjork, but that's probably what you have to do. Don't yeah. trade Bjork. No, I don't. I hate, I hate picking between the two, but you give up Heinen before you give up Bjork. Absolutely, Bjork's shown. And this is not me saying Heinen's been bad, but Bjork, no. I think he's been so damn good. And it's so weird to see him as a regular in the lineup. Because I'm so used to him being yeah. down, injured, something where he's not playing. But no, it's he, he's been great. Yeah, I think... I, don't, I just don't know what to think. Because... Odds are in that deal you're giving up a first. You're giving up a yep, first. That first round pick's gone. He's played 52 yeah. games. 
played 50 in the last two seasons combined, and now he's played 52 this year. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Okay, with Kreider, I think realistically what the trade looks like, a first, Heinen. And a 2021 conditional pick. Yeah, and, and some other pick if, like, Kreider resigns, which, let's be real, probably isn't happening. Yeah. Um now granted, of course, if you win the cup, great. Thanks, Heinen, for everything you've done. You've been a solid player. You know, up and down the lineup, like first line, second line, third line. Granted, first line was more a year and two ago. But because mm, it all depends on how it plays out. We don't know if Kreider would really fit. I mean, granted, of course, yeah, in an ideal world. Marshall Bergeron, Pasternak, DeBrus, Krejci, Kreider, Bjork, Hoyle, Kuhlman. That's great. But I just. Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak, DeBrus, Krejci, Kreider, Panarin, Coyle, Bjork. Sorry, I saw Panarin (laughs) on their second line left wing, and I was like, wow, second line? (laughs) Then I saw number four left wing, and I was like, wow. Wow, $11 million? Who's paying that? (laughs) Uh, The Rangers somehow. Okay, so we'll, so we'll take Panarin for 5.5 because they can retain half. And then you're trading away Bacchus and you're trading away more and you're trading away Kevin Miller and you're yeah, trading away if, everyone. What about a three-way trade? Where, like, oh my God. I, I'm sure there's like a rule where this can't happen, but Rangers retain 50%, trade them to like tra- Ottawa. Ottawa retains the next 50%. <laughs> the Bruins have Bruins. Artem Panarin for a dollar. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, you do. You do a thirty-one. You do a thirty-one team trade. Yeah, everyone <laughs> literally one dollar. Million dollars. You're, oh. You'll be giving up every single one of your picks for the next fifty years, but it's worth it for Panarin for seven years at one dollar. <laughs> Wild. Uh, we we have too much fun on this. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. The deadline's a week from now. The deadline is a week from now. So a week from today. It is Monday. Deadline is a week from now. We don't know what the Bruins are doing. Or if they'll do they're anything. doing something. That's still a very big possibility. Yeah, with the tweet, way... Why is this next so long? Dude, I've never noticed that before. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I know. I just looked at I looked at Chris Kreider's stats. Um, and I just saw his neck and I was like, oh was my first, god. I'm going to go look at the questions and... <laughs> Next, like ten feet tall. What the? If fuck? if if anyone's wondering, um, when you can just just Google Chris Kreider and just look at my tweets. Oh, it's so funny. Okay, uh, anyway, talk about Will's stupidness. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, when do we not? Yeah, go ahead. Will at Charlie Goavoy. Stupidly says Trevor Lewis. Yes or no to the Bruins for depth? No, no. Should I say it again? No. Why? He has nine points in forty-five games. He's fourteen penalty minutes. He's not even a fighter. He's a center, but he's he's literally a fourth-line player. The Bruins have a million of those because they have what? Backus, bleed. Fourth liner Brett Ritchie in the minors. They don't need to okay. trade for Trevor fucking Lewis. Okay, they have Nordstrom, Crowley, Wagner on the fourth line currently, right? And then yeah. outside of that, they have Lindholm, Ritchie, Bacchus, Bleed. <laughs> so they have four extra fourth liners. We do not need five. We also say Anton Bleed was very good in the games he played, anyways. He was. Great on the penalty kill. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so I think the answer is no. Absolutely not. Will, you should be ashamed of yourself. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, Will. I mean, granted, our friendship is basically just trashing on each other, but, you know, it's all love. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah no. I Trevor Lewis, another no. Yes or no question. We want to get into that next one. Jordan Greenway. Um, certainly rather Jordan Greenway over Trevor Lewis, I tell you that much <laughs> yeah but the what there's no chance the wild give him up no fun fact jordan greenway grew up just a couple hours from me mm. anyways Can't. i see that 
Uh, didn't he? Where did he go for? Yeah, he was at BU, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, because he was at BU with McAvoy. It's a child. And then man. yes, because he was also on the uh, winter uh, Olympics team. Yes, he was. Because Donato, Donato was also on that. Yes. Because of course the NHLers didn't go to the Olympics. Okay. Anyways, um, so that's gonna be getting mad about a whole other thing. But I mean, yeah. sure, I'd love Jordan Greenway in Boston, but it's not gonna happen. He's 23 years old. There's no shot the Wild would ever even think. Well, I guess if you offer them Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasta, maybe they would give him up. But <laughs> um, I can't believe you just said that to me. <laughs> oh no, no, you know what we should do? Charlie Coyle for Ryan Donato and Jordan Greenway. Who says no? Me? Can I say no? <laughs> yeah, I do. I say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I guess the last question we can get into from Colin at Colin12 underscore. Shout out. Always ask a question. Um, Wonderful, man. Now that, now that Toffoli was traded, what are the Bruins' options and who do you want them to go for? And that's that's the big question I figure we would end with because... Is it okay if I say I don't fucking know? Yeah, it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, frankly. I, because when Toffoli got traded, I was thinking about it. I was just sitting, I was like, okay, who are their options now? And I, like, I struggled for a good three minutes trying to think. And the five, well, the four I came up with that have actually been talked about being traded, Kreider, we already talked about, Cal Palmieri from New Jersey, but New Jersey's been getting, been getting some good deals. That, I mean, Palmieri's good player would like him on Krejci's wing. That's going to be iffy, depending on what they want to give up. It might have to be like a Rick Nash trade. You remember that one? Um, mm -hmm. Duclair, he hasn't scored... What was it? He hasn't scored since December, I think. Which, granted, what? You you can buy low, hopefully. But I don't know if that... Yeah, Anthony Duclair has not scored since December 21st. So don't like that for my brand. Everyone's yeah. falling off. And then Josh Anderson. I don't even think he's so back from injury yet. If he's a secondary. Yeah, I don't think he's back from his injury. But if he's like a secondary piece in trade, like how Johansson was, then yes, I'll take him on the wing on like a third or fourth line role. But I, I mean, yeah, but primary target. I don't know. Josh, I think he like could Josh... score. But I mean, okay. Of course, I said Duclair hasn't scored since De December twenty second. Um, Josh Anderson hasn't played since December 14th. So, really, there's not many options at this point. Um, so I'm of course, looking... the, the, one, the one dream I had, because he was here last year, granted, I don't really like the cap hit, try to bring Johansson back. Nope, ain't gonna happen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not happening, but, oh, you know how much I would love that. So, the TSN trade bait, the top five on there... Chris Kreider, Sammy Votnin, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, Alec Martinez, and Brendan Dillon. Like, the Bruins, I mean, the Bruins were really connected need... to... What were you saying? Sorry. No, 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 continue. I was just going to say, like, those big-name defensemen the Bruins really shouldn't be paying for. Everyone, they can't, can't afford them. But, um... Yeah. Like, so those names, three of the top five, are already out, I'd say. I don't think they're going to trade for a and Martinez, or Dylan. No. When... No, there's no there's no point. So then looking at just forwards, you got Kreider, Pajot, I don't know why it's Foley song here, they haven't updated it, uh, Kovalchuk, Palmieri, Athanasiu. Mm-hmm. Athanasiu would be an interesting... Athanasiu. Yeah, I was going to say, he intrigues me. He's so fast. Um, the one... Okay, I I need to. Yeah. All right, while you're looking also, up, whatever you're looking up, I can hear you typing. Yeah, if 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 you if you look um, at number fifteen on that list, he's gonna Hoffman? cost a bunch if you do cost that. A bunch. Yes. I would love Mike Hoffman. I would love Mike Hoffman on Crunchy's Give me way. Mike Hoffman and then trade for Joe Thornton. Bring him back. Fourth line. <laughs> so okay. Corrali okay. to wing. So get Nordstrom out. Have a fourth line of Corrali, Thornton, Wagner. Okay, so. I don't know what you're giving up for Mike Hoffman, right? But just uh, Dream first, World. Heinen and Kuhlman. Boom. 
Okay, no, you're not giving up both Heinen Hein and Kuhlman, I'm sorry. Damn it. That's not happening. You're not, you're not, you're not taking away two Heinen. third liners. And, 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 and... Well, I mean... It um, probably wouldn't cost that much. I mean, first and Heinen would be around... I feel like Florida is not going to trade him, though. No. They're trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to get third. Yeah. But if a trade was good enough, then it'd be like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. goodbye. I mean, yeah. <laughs> listen, yeah, dream world, I would love Mike Hoffman. Because, listen, Marshawn Bergeron, Pazniak, DeBrus, Krejci, Hoffman, and that then, be... what, Bjork, Coyle, Heinen, Bjork, Coyle, Kuhlman, whatever. I mean, granted, your, your Joe Thornton idea, I don't hate it, but it's not really, you don't need him. Tell, tell me why number 20 on the TSN trade bait is Detroit's cap space. <laughs> All right, David back is to the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, why is... Okay, this is confusing me. Um, Like on the trade bait thing, they got Kapanen, Kerfoot on there from Toronto. Like what they really... Those aren't happening. Some of this doesn't make any damn sense. No, what about Sam not. Bennett? Not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not happening. Cal- Calgary's trying to make the playoffs. He's actually been better <laughs> Ryan as Donato's on the trade beat. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's trade for Donato, and then we'll have Marshawn Berger, Pasternak, DeBrus, Krejci, Donato, Bjork, Coyle, and Boom. Patrick Marlowe. Uh, I'm just kidding. Please no. Patrick I mean, Marlowe, Joe Thornton, and Chris Wagner on the fourth line. <laughs> the slowest fucking line uh, in the world. Yeah, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, hey, no, hey, if you're, but... if you're going at that point, you you gotta. Okay, this this is unrelated. Well, no, it's it's related. What am I saying? Something I saw brought up from Bruins Network. Good good follow. Um, Kevin LeBanc, LeBanc, I don't know. Not opposed. Granted, he only makes a million dollars. He would be an RFA when that expires, I believe. Um, he's had 31 points in 59 games this season on a atrocious Sharks team. It would. It wouldn't be cheap, of course, but Braskrejci, LeBanc, LeBanc, whatever. I I like that. Now, granted, of course. This is all just hypotheticals at this point, and we don't really know what's going to happen. And it's and it's tough because, of course, yeah, we want we want everyone. We want Chris Kreider. Wouldn't be opposed to no anyone that can help, but we don't know at this point. The Bruins have their Western Canada road trip coming up. They, I feel like they're making a move tomorrow. Feel like it might happen right before the trip starts, because that's that's always the best for a new player to come in, and then you're not dealing with like the home media. You can be on the road, get settled with the team, and then you can go back home. Like I think you, I think you know what I'm saying. Um, because I think I think that's what happened with Coyle last year. I believe is like his first game was was on a road trip. Was, um, was it in St. Louis, or am I just making that up? I can look. Oh, no, but we don't need to look that up. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't matter. I think we're up over an hour. <laughs> uh, we're we're close, yeah. But the the point is, a trade better happen. <laughs> if the prices happen. are too, yeah, it's gonna happen. If the prices are too high, like the the only way I'm gonna be fine with no trade is if the prices are absurd, and I think everyone can agree with that. Absolutely. Because if we see Duclair get traded for a first and a prospect or something, that's no, that's too much. He hasn't scored in two months. Like, or if you see Kreider going for a first, a really high end prospect, and a roster player, okay. Granted, you want Sweeney to be in on those, and you would assume he is. He was he was in last year with Coil. Well, obviously with Coil with Johansson. He was in on Mark Stone for a while. Granted, didn't get it, which I'm fine with at this point. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be tough to see. Um, I think it's gonna be a hell of a week. Yeah, we're probably not even thought of. Yeah, honestly, looking at the schedule, we're probably not gonna record until after the deadline because 
they play Wednesday in Edmonton, and then uh, Friday in Calgary, Saturday in Vancouver, and then it's that Sunday, and then Monday is the trade deadline. I think, assuming we're both available that Monday night, probably the best time, right after the trade deadline, to mm-hmm. record and give all our thoughts on it and say that. Um, yeah, I mean, so look, look for that time for the next episode. I would think week from now, we would we would probably be able to do one sooner. It's just there's no point with how the schedule, like the Bruins schedule, works because we always want to talk about the games, of course. And there's we we'll have a lot to talk about in that next episode, of course, assuming it's after the trade deadline. And then I believe the Bruins schedule gets better and more close together. And we're getting into March soon, starting to wind things up, the home stretch. Bruins are top of the league still. Um, there's uh, not much else to add, I'd say. Do you have yeah, anything? It's going to be a hell of a week. We'll see if we yeah. can maybe get one out maybe this Sunday. Or maybe do a post-deadline episode just dedicated to the deadline. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Yep. Maybe something happens sooner where we need to just we hop in and say, yep. holy shit, the Bruins just traded for the best player in the world, Connor McDavid, for a seventh-round pick. <laughs> Okay. Um, you get the point. I yeah. mean, we'll yeah. see what happens, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, I think uh, that's all we need to say. So expect the next episode probably a week from now. I would say, um, could be sooner. Depends on how everything plays out. It's not like we, you know, are super consistent. Like, oh, Tuesday, Saturday, whatever. We're we work with the Bruins schedule basically. Um, come playoff time, it'll likely be you know closer together, and hopefully uh, they can you know be more consistent all the way into June. You know, yeah, uh, and not uh, die on June twelfth. I mean, <sighs> okay, that's how you're gonna end it. David Posternock uh, leads the NHL. In, actually, he's tied. Tuukka Rask leads the NHL in save percentage goals against average. Thank you for coming. Uh, to- my TED talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, the usual. Thank you for listening. Do I even bother to say give us your thoughts? Never happens. Never gives us any kind of thoughts. So you know what? Yeah. Don't give us your thoughts. Maybe someone yeah. will this time. Yeah, don't give you us don't your thoughts. You want to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah.